Welcome to the Village Church Podcast. Thanks for stopping by and taking the time to listen. We've prayed that this podcast channel blesses and encourages the Village family. So lean in with an open heart, eager to grow, and enjoy the episode. Morning, Village Church family. It's good to be together. I'm going to jump straight into it. I want to begin with a question. If I had to ask you to assess your level of gratitude on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst grumbler around, 10 being the most grateful person in all of the whole Waikato, how would you assess your gratitude on a scale of 1 to 10, just individually where you are, between you and God, assess your gratitude in life over the course of this last year, or don't, don't think about this morning too much. Because that might be, a, it might not help with the balance, but just assess that real quick. And if you're like me, during that game, and I'll just mention it, I grumbled. I grumbled at the refereeing, at the TMO that thought he was the ref, and so I confess my grumbling. Because this morning I want to talk about gratitude and grumbling. Gratitude and grumbling. And so the, the message, I'm calling it Grateful for Grace. And uh, it's not going to be, a, it's, a, it's a sermonette at best, so don't worry too much. But children in the room, hands up, ha- only ha- well, hands up if this morning you expressed gratitude and said thank you to mum or dad. Hands up if you did that. Few hands go up. All right, hands down, hands down. Hands up if you've grumbled to mum or dad in the last hour. All right, way more hands. This is good. This is honesty. This is honesty. I think we can all agree. Well, firstly, that if you're like me, grumbling comes more naturally than gratitude. But I think we can also all agree that the grace of God, and this is where I want to quickly start, the grace of God is constantly pouring out on us. What do I mean by the grace of God? I'm talking about the free and undeserved favor and goodness of God. It is constantly flowing towards us. That's just a fact of being God's people. His grace constantly pours out. And I want to suggest this morning, more than a suggestion, the appropriate response to God's grace is gratitude. Gratitude is the appropriate response to the grace of God that is constantly always flowing towards us, in us, through us, God's grace. I thought of a quick little list. It's an insufficient list of examples of God's grace that pours out towards me. Today, I woke up with breath in my lungs and I'm healthy. God's grace. I've been saved, I'm being saved, I will be saved by grace. When, when I sin, I can confess, repent, and receive, and readily God forgives me. Grace. I'm blessed with employment and the provision of finances. Grace. The sun comes up, the rain comes down, the crops grow, and we could buy lunch today. God's grace. I have a beautiful wife, a son, a child unborn, undeserved grace. The family I'm from, the church family I'm in, we're in God's grace. The grace of God is constantly pouring out and the only appropriate response is gratitude. Maybe not the only, I think obedience, there's lots of other, but gratitude. 
Gratitude is the response to God's grace. And so, very quickly, Holy Spirit, I ask that as we look at your word, you would bring your word alive and make it alive to us, and you would bring any adjustment needed in Jesus' name. And we all said? Amen. Amen. So I want to look at three quick scriptures and make one comment per scripture, and then we'll continue on with a couple stories from the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20. You don't need to turn there, but just hear this. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What do I want to to say to that? When the Apostle Paul describes what being filled with the Spirit looks like, He didn't mention powerful manifestations or miraculous spiritual gifts in this context. He points to giving thanks always and for everything. Colossians 3 from 15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. When Paul describes what being ruled by the peace of God looks like, and when he describes what it looks like to have the word of God in you, he doesn't point to a state of perfect calm. Inside, He doesn't point to our theological training or the level of our theological training. He points to hearts of thankfulness. Thankfulness. 1 Thessalonians 5 from verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of Christ for you or this, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When Paul describes what living in the will of God looks like, he didn't reference what role I have in the church. He didn't reference my strengths and aspirations. He referenced giving thanks in every single circumstance. And the simple message I want to share, the simple take home this morning is this. How thankful we are reveals how spiritually healthy we are. How thankful we are reveals how spiritually healthy we are. Someone once said, in happy moments, praise God. In difficult moments, seek God. In quiet moments, worship God. In painful moments, trust God. Every moment, thank God. Charles Spurgeon said, what did he say? We are in a wrong state of mind. If we are not in a thankful state of mind, Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers, if we are not in a, we're in a wrong state of mind, if we are not in a thankful state of mind, the only appropriate response to the grace of God is gratitude. Many, many of you would have seen on socials, Malachi turned one last Friday and we're able to, we're going to be celebrating his birthday soon, but as you would, we've reflected over the course of this last year. As we kind of gear up to, I mean, we're so grateful. This last year has been an absolutely incredible blessing. It's been a delight and a joy. But as I thought about the, the, the course of this last year, I began to think of, you know, how, we've, how many times we fed him and sterilized his bottles and we've changed nappies and we've bathed them and clothed them. And then when he gets in his car seats, 
There's Poonamis. I'm not sure why it's always car seats. Maybe it's too small. I don't know. But we then redress them, change clothes. And it got me thinking. Malachi hasn't said thank you yet. <laughs> now, he's only one years old. And of course, I mean, all he says is, da, ma, ba, waves a few things. He, Mark, my dad thinks he says pops. I don't think he says it yet. But he's only one years old. And so we need to train him to be grateful. We need to help him understand when and when not to, or when to say thank you and what's appropriate. He's only one years old. Of course, he hasn't said thank you, Mr. Meesk, or thank you, dad, yet. But it, it made me think, I wonder how many times you and I have been like Malachi towards God. I wonder how much the grace of God that's poured out on you and I has gone unthanked. I wonder how many times God was due gratitude and glory, but I remained, or, or I didn't return to give thanks. How thankful we are reveals how healthy we are. And I believe there is a direct link. There is a relationship between your spiritual maturity and your level of gratitude. The more spiritually mature I become, the more grateful I should become. There's a, there's a relationship there and it goes both ways. And so just in the last few minutes, when, when Paul wrote to the Corinthians... 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he writes to them and he, and he warns them of five dangers that are confronting the Corinthian church that were the same dangers that confronted the Israelites in the wilderness. And the fifth and final danger that Paul refers to, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, is grumbling. That's one of the dangers. There was idolatry, there was numerous things, but the fifth one was grumbling. And this is what Paul wrote. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, just verse 10 and 11 he writes, do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us. Now, one example Paul may and many think he would be referring to, one of the options that he was referring to was when God told Moses to send the 12 spies into the land of Canaan, the promised land, and then after 40 days, return with a report. And so the spies did that. They came back and they were like, this land is flowing with milk and honey and the, you should look at the fruits. It's incredible. But other than Joshua and Caleb, the other 10 spies went on to say, oh, but there's huge giants. They're strong and they're tall. We're like little grasshoppers. You should look at the cities. They fortified. They're big. There is no way we could go against them. And it tells us in Scripture that the congregation of Israel grumbled. And Numbers chapter 14 tells us what happened from verse 36. When the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land returned and made all the congregation grumble against him by bringing a bad report about the land, the men who brought up a bad report of the land died by plague before the Lord. Of those men who went to spy out the land, only Joshua and Caleb remained alive. When the spies that brought the bad report, who caused the congregation to grumble, they, they died. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying, but what I am saying, when I began to think about this, I, I began, my, my brain began to think in my heart, and when I grumble, 
It's a sure good way and a good route to lead to spiritual death. My grumbling leads to spiritual death. Will we grumble or will we be grateful? Because according to Paul, there is a danger to grumbling that we're all confronted with. So how thankful we are reveals how spiritually healthy we are. So just as I conclude with one story, when Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he stopped off in a village. And as he entered this village, there were 10 lepers. 10 lepers from a distance cried out to Jesus to get his attention and said, have mercy on us. Jesus told them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And so as they head on their way to the priest, Jesus, they they miraculously cleansed. Miraculously cleansed. All 10 of them completely healed of leprosy before they got to the priest. Surely all 10 would return and give thanks, right? Right? (laughs) You'd think so. Only one leper returned praising God. The nine other lepers got what they wanted from Jesus and then had no further interest in him. Wow. They got what the healing from Jesus. They got what they wanted from him and then they had no more interest in him. It was only one leper who returned to Jesus, fell on his face at Jesus' feet and gave him thanks. And the simple question with the context that the grace of God is constantly pouring out on me. It's constantly pouring out on my household. It's constantly pouring out on our households. And it is constantly pouring out on this household of faith, the village church. And the challenge for you and I is, will we be like the nine lepers who received grace from God and then failed to return to give thanks? Or will we live and be like the one leper who returned praising God, fell on his face at the feet of Jesus, thanking him, and in the process, glorifying God. You and I have the choice on who we're going to live like. How thankful we are reveals how spiritually healthy we are. And so, Father, we thank you for your son. We thank you that we're your children. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you accomplished on the cross. We thank you that you are the resurrected Lord, that you seated at the right hand of the throne of God at the Father's side. We thank you, Jesus, that you didn't leave us, you gave us your Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I ask in Jesus' name that you would enable us as your people to be those that live with gratitude and not grumbling. Lord, that as we mature spiritually, Lord, we would also grow in gratitude. Help us by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.